0: The following episode was originally recorded on the 3rd of March, 2020.
1: Here's the podcast Project Connection.
0: Welcome to Project Connection, a Digital Alberta podcast. I'm Corey Seller. In these next few episodes, we'll be hearing from our new board members that were announced in early 2020. I call it the Director's Cut series. My first guest of the series is Chris Bright a VR lecturer from Lethbridge College, will be talking about how to teach VR, what is 360 degree journalism, and the world's first virtual reality augmented reality conference, which was hosted by Lethbridge College for its third year at the end of March, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. One more thing, pardon the distortion during the conversation, clearly this is the last time I use FaceTime. Let's explore Lethbridge. What's going on in the digital industry there that people don't know about?
2: Well, here in Lethbridge, uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, We're really excited at Lethbridge College particularly because we just launched our new virtual reality augmented reality certificate program this past September and we had a full slate of uh, people who signed up so that was great. We also have an incubator here thanks to Economic Development Lethbridge and they have a bunch of entrepreneurs who are continually being churned out into the community and there's a lot of other exciting developments going on a lot of them having to do with different developments with precision agriculture and many other aspects of what's going on down here so it's, it's, it's quite diverse and and, and it's quite exciting to be a part of a, a community. I spent some time in Edmonton and have done a lot of work in Calgary, but Lethbridge brings a really slow and steady economy that doesn't see those peaks and valleys with the oil and gas industry, which is quite appealing. So,
0: And as far as Lethbridge College specifically, you know, you've worked there for the past nine years yeah. from your perspective, what are its strengths? And obviously you kind of mentioned it there actually. Anything in particular that you've contributed to for the college as far as the education for students?
2: I teach in the digital communications and media program and uh, so my background is journalism so our program alone has really evolved since I first started back at that time and so we continually look at how we can innovate and we actually brought in some 360 degree storytelling for both our digital journalists and media production and advertising students so I did my master's in 360 degree journalism and I've been doing some applied research in that area. There's a lot of great work because of kind of the collegiality that's going on there there's a lot of work between the different program areas so for example there's a really exciting project going on right now with criminal justice and our program where we're looking at how uh, the instructors can use virtual reality as a training format to when they engage in in, uh, domestic disputes and things like that they can actually use this as a way to From the classroom to the real life experience, it's really nice to kind of bridge that gap and get them used to some pretty intense situations that they normally wouldn't be used to seeing. And it's a lot more interesting than learning from a textbook.
0: At the end of the day, it's all about story, good storytelling. With 360 journalism, why that? You know, like that, you said it's part of your research at the college and moving forward with your uh, with your education why 360 journalism specifically and how is that to enhance storytelling through the media
2: great yeah it's a it's a really valid question so I recently it was now two years ago so the reason is not so true but uh, at the radio television digital news association conference in Toronto and presented these uh, these findings on the applied research and the master's work that's been going on down here and it was really exciting because I think it's a great opportunity for journalism to embrace this and it's not quite there. You have companies like CNN or New York Times dabbling in it but it's all about how to monetize those uh, presentations or those videos and so uh, I think the big opportunity lies with journalism is empathy and how to understand different cultures, different perspectives and really put yourself in somebody else's shoes to understand what somebody else is going through and as I think that really opens the doors for a lot of people to understand the news on a totally different scale. My applied research and that master's work is all talking about like medium theory so medium is the message, there's a famous Edmontonian uh, talking about the importance of how we understand our news and how each of those mediums really relates to how we can convey that story to a wider audience. I think there's still a great future and potential for this. It's just that mainstream media hasn't jumped on board as much as we'd like to see. So we're trying to lead the way.
0: On the subject of journalism, you know, Looking at the future of journalism and how 360 journalism plays a part in that, looking at it right now, you know, there's constant changes, both good and bad. Yeah. What can journalism graduates of the future do to keep those changes positive?
2: I think uh, the best thing you can do if you're going to tell a story in this format uh, is look at how you can do profiles and features on individuals. This format is not for hard-hitting news because it would actually cause post-traumatic stress disorder I think if you experience the story of that intensity in virtual reality and so really understanding the medium adds benefits and its drawbacks and, and I think when you look at feature storytelling I think that's the, a great potential for it as well as you have great opportunities opportunities to tell uh, sports stories and really do feature profiles about athletes and, and those perspectives and I think those are two elements of the research that really came to light that would be a great opportunity moving forward.
0: And you Talk about virtual reality. There's the event that is happening uh, again at Lethbridge College. Talk to me about that particular event and and what that means to you.
2: It was the work of Mike McCready and I. So he is the president of the Virtual Reality and Augmented Reality Association of Alberta. And so we worked together at the college. And so it was really great. And we we were actually the first to come up with this in the world. We were quite surprised and quite pleased when we found out we hosted the world's first virtual reality conference. Now at the end of March on the 25th, uh, it'll be the third annual year. And so what we're doing is we're bringing industry from across the province together uh, in a face-to-face trade show, but then also we'll be streaming this event live and online. And in the past we've used Roomi and Altspace to virtual reality platforms to bring this conference to the world to share the, the keynotes and the moderators and so that's been really exciting to at least bring that platform to conferences and it's it's been very beneficial and this year we're bringing Amy Lou Abernathy from uh, down in Texas up and it'll be really exciting to hear because her whole focus as well with AMP Creative is all on empathy and storytelling so it will really be interesting to hear her perspectives of what she's seen uh, down south in the United States and, and how we can perhaps partner going forward.
0: Fast forward to Merging Realities 2020, the year of XR, where we hear a few excerpts
1: from the keynote. We understand what it means to be led in unexpected directions. It means to be adaptive, to be curious, and to be responsible. We're in the midst of a health crisis that none of us in our lifetime has seen. And I'm not here to prognosticate about the implications of coronavirus on our communities and on our economies, but I can't help but have a strong point of view as to what it means for virtual reality. Our presence in this virtual room today, it's adaptive. This very event was going to be held in the flesh, in real life, at Leftbridge's campus. And then the world changed. A virus ran rampant and a border was closed. And Lethbridge didn't cancel this event. Without skipping a beat, they moved the event here to Altspace. I mean, this is a group of ARVR educators, and you've hosted events here in Altspace before. And we're all safe to gather together here. This is amazing. This, my friends, is adaptive. You know... We hear a lot about resiliency these days, even before the pandemic. Resiliency, it was a bit of a buzzword. But the students in this program, they aren't just resilient. There's something even more important, they are adaptive. Because resilience means a kind of flexibility that allows you to snap back after stressors and assume your previous shape. But folks, in real life, the last thing we wanna do is snap back especially when we consider innovation. There's no going backwards there. We need to snap forward. And adaptive is the better word to describe that. And I see that quality in the students in this program. For example, I spoke to Kenny. Um, We talked about what it means to be adaptive when working collaboratively. So Kenny told me that he always thought of himself as having a certain kind of a design aesthetic. He's really drawn to sleek, futuristic environments. But with a recent group project, he was very open to other ideas from the group. And he ended up working in a very different direction, different type of environment than he ever would have chosen to create on his own. But he didn't turn away from that challenge. He embraced it. He learned even more from that experience. He grew and changed for it. And now that it's done, he hasn't snapped back to what his stylistic preferences were before, he's been changed by it. And that is what being adaptive means. The challenges of this program, they've put pressures on the graduates, and that pressure has resulted in strength that I heard from each and every one of them.
0: This episode is being brought to you by Spontively, an app that's helping connect people to their communities based on their interests, location, and availability. Download Spontively in the Apple App Store or Google Play today. That's S-P-O-N-T-I-V-L-Y. Because building communities in the real world is a universal human need.
2: Another program that launched down here that I should mention is the architectural animation diploma. And so again, it it was all this work that was going on. So there was virtual reality work going on in the multimedia production program, digital communications and media program. It was also going on in the interior design program. So bringing all of these three areas together and really celebrating in that, we created this certificate out of that. The architecture program as well has had a lot of success because uh, we partnered with a, a local home builder, Ashcroft, and students that are actually in their first and second years have built homes in virtual reality and then they've pitched them to the home builder and they actually chose two of their creations and they actually built based on those virtual reality uh, mockups uh, they have these homes now in the subdivision and they sold almost instantly and they actually won some uh, provincial build awards. So it's, it's amazing what's happened in the last few years here. Really excited that it's just all kind of been going and building in this momentum and, and we just hope to stay on top of this.
0: So I want to move on to uh, the next big topic of conversation, which sure. is part of why we're, we're here, of course. Digital Alberta, going into 2020, how long have you known about Digital Alberta? I know Megan out of Calgary, had done a blog post about your work with VR and 360-degree journalism about a year ago. So, you know, how how long had you known about us? I, I think it's
2: been about the last four years or so. That's when I started really hearing about you and working with uh, Megan and doing the work with Cybera. There was a lot of mention about your organization. I thought it was really exciting to be a part of. And I think just an opportunity to really, again, highlight the diversity that's going on in this province and to really hopefully cal- and even using it as an opportunity to move forward for policy work as far as encouraging innovation in this province and to really celebrate this thriving sector and I think there's there's so much potential here and Alberta sometimes overlooked when you think of the Vancouver and Toronto's but I think there's so much potential that this province can bring and I think bringing all these people together under this banner is really exciting
0: you talk a little bit about that uh, policy you know emerging technology the diversity of different folks around the province specifically for yourself what led you to wanting to really join the board and you know what are you what are you really hoping to bring personally to the organization
2: just again having that that understanding of how innovation and entrepreneurs really should be encouraged and I think I was I was attracted to the board just because uh, again to to kind of celebrate again the work that's going on here down in Lethbridge and to think about from one side of the province to the other, what what can really be going on. And I think I just wanted to be be a part of that excitement. And I think there's a lot of great boards that are happening at a municipal level, but when you can start looking provincially and then even how those provincial boards can start to work together across the country, I think that uh, that can really start to pave a, a great foundation for what's to come.
0: In the face of recent government cuts, how can Alberta continue to be a leader in digital with different groups such as ourselves with you now being a member of Digital Alberta, but also through your uh, profession uh, at Lethbridge College?
2: Whenever possible, I think it's always great to try to collaborate. So whether that's educational institutions or the economic development organizations, or other groups across the province or the country, we embrace a lot of applied research opportunities that helps to really stretch our dollars to embrace some new technology or some new innovation and things like that. And I think even to have that understanding of how entrepreneurs are thinking about how this economy is or is not uh, supporting them. I think if we can start crafting some policy or we can create the environment for these entrepreneurs to thrive, I think it can really help grow this sector. And I think, so that that's what attracted me to Digital Alberta is to try and get on this policy piece and try to think about how we can create the environment for things to grow and foster and develop. And I think, again, these partnerships or collaborations between different organizations across the province or across the country can stretch the dollars further and hopefully continue that innovation so thank you so much for the opportunity
0: that concludes this episode of project connection and this round of the director's cut series i hope you enjoyed yourself please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast and let us know if there's anyone you think would be great to have on the show even if it's you email us at communications at digitalalberta.com. thanks for listening from Digital Alberta, I'm Corey Seller.